Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Halfway through the official Super Bowl postgame show here on CBS Sports Radio. My 12th. And the second in the span of my time here with the network where we've had overtime. We can no longer say Patriots-Falcons, the only Super Bowl to ever require OT because we now have a second. It's amazing all the years, all the decades. Gosh, half a century, right? Until we had any of them go into overtime and now two in the span of, what is it, seven years Sometimes the numbers all blend together. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I haven't even gotten to my extra, extra stuff yet, uh, but I will. And I'm looking for you all to tell me what you thought about halftime, Usher, and friends. Alicia Keys, she never goes out of style. She's got a phenomenal voice. Uh, I thought Usher was terrific. I generally am taking notes during halftime as well catching up on some of the notes from the first half about the game. So not notes about halftime um, itself, but I was working on my notes and thinking, Oh, I'll listen. I'll watch because I want to be able to, to comment on it or just to know what everyone is talking about. And similar to the Dr. Dre and friends halftime, which was what, two years ago, it's two years ago, right? This one was terrific. I found myself bebopping along. Uh, Usher's got some timeless classics. And then I laughed out loud and said, of course, when he took off his, his uh, I guess it was his coat on top to reveal a bare chest. Of course, you knew that it'd be part of his halftime show. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed the music. He is an extremely talented dancer. In addition to, to having a great voice, he's an extremely talented dancer. I love the fact that he wasn't lip syncing, that he was out there doing the work. Uh, so I thought he was great. I'm trying to think who else. Ludacris was part of it too, right? And was it Lil, Lil Wayne or Lil, Lil John? John? Lil John, sorry. My fault. Uh, I'm not cool at all. Uh, but I did appreciate the the various segues. I use that in radio sometimes. I guess we can call them segues from song to song. And I know he has a lot of hits, so he had a lot that he had to get to. But it seemed like just as you were getting into one of the songs, he would transition and go to the next one. (laughs) Anyway, thought it was really entertaining. Hope that you enjoyed it. I'm not sure where they go. Every year I think this. Where do they go from here? Uh, but it's it'll be another, what, six months before we find out, more than that, even before we find out who's next. Uh, I did see the rumor on social that Taylor Swift was supposed to join him for a couple of minutes. But honestly, I never believed that was true. 
She has not wanted to be in the spotlight as Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. Or, I think more appropriately, she hasn't wanted to take the spotlight away from the Chiefs. Now, she showed up from Japan, according to Arash Markazi. Uh, I guess he joined us in the first hour. Uh, he was still in Allegiant Stadium. There were actually people tracking her plane, or what they believe was her plane from Tokyo, after she got done with a concert, which is just over-the-top asinine. She did show up with some famous friends. I had to look up Ice Spice. I didn't know that was Ice Spice. And I couldn't tell you Ice Spice's name. If uh, you gave me a multiple choice, I wouldn't know which one she was. Uh, Maybe. Maybe I heard it years ago. They were obviously big years and years ago. Blake Lively seems to be with her a bunch. It's not the first game that Blake has attended. They're BFFs. And there were others there. Uh, Oh, she had a conversation with Roger Goodell. So Roger was up in the suite there. Maybe it was the first time he met her. Maybe he was thanking her for all the extra attention, (laughs) all the new fans. But she didn't want to be the center of attention. So I I would have bet most of what I'm worth that there was no way she was going to perform at halftime. She wanted to be there to watch the game, probably exhausted, having come from Tokyo after a concert. Although generally these stars fly private or charter and they have beds or much more comfortable seats than the one that I rode in on the way back from Las Vegas, which required me sitting on my coat the whole time. Don't you hate it when plane seats are old enough that they have butt indentations in them, especially the exit rows because people love those and people will pay extra. So a lot of times you have people who need more space And anyway, exit rows are very popular. So the seat that I was in, because I was, Bob and I were in an exit row coming back. uh, It had a butt indentation, meaning that you, you dipped down into it. And that always is painful for me because after even an hour of sitting on what feels like the metal just behind your tailbone, oh, it makes my back hurt. And so I, no joke, when I travel, never knowing what, age of the airplane will be that we're going to fly in. I take a coat or a fleece to sit on because it happens a lot (laughs) where you get an older plane and the seat is it's lost. It's padding and it's not comfortable anymore. So yes, I was not traveling like Taylor. I was sitting on my coat, but I did manage to get a bit of a nap. There wasn't much sleep when we got home on Sunday though. Goodness. I think I slept 90 minutes and then it was pets and it was grocery store and it was Buffalo chicken dip, and it was getting ready for the game. But the game was worth it, uh, and I did start taking notes even during the pregame, so we'll get to that here coming up. Uh, Some of the extra, extra elements that I noted, the Chris Pratt ad for the Pringles was really funny. (laughs) There were so many superstars in these commercials, and I guess it makes sense when you consider that you really want to make an impression because... A 30-second ad last year and this year cost $7 million. $7 million. I remember when they were $500,000. That goes back now. But I remember when I was a kid growing up and the ads, it was a big deal that they cost half a million dollars. And then in 95, they crossed the threshold to $1.2 million. And since then... The rates have gone through the roof. Though, interestingly enough, they stayed the same from last year. 
they will not stay the same next year because the ratings have been record breakers this playoff run for the NFL. But yeah, 23 and 24, $7 million per 30-second ad. That's according to front office sports. I liked Chris Pratt as Mr. P. I didn't know his name was Mr. P. But made a lot of money off the fact that his mustache looked just like the guy on the Pringles can. (laughs) I also love the messy ad, Messi and Dan Marino. But Messi waiting for his Michelob Ultra. I had to write down which which beer and which product they were hawking because I always forget that part. But yeah, Messi out on the beach, dribbling through a bunch of MLS defenders. Oh, wait, sorry. These were just average peeps, but that's what he did when he first came on the scene in MLS, right? And then Dan Marino offering it up to Dan, who then chucks it back. Been a lot of Dan Marino sightings around the Super Bowl. So that ad I really enjoyed. I think my favorite funny ad, though I did like the David Schwimmer, Jennifer Aniston interaction, but can I tell you, I feel like Uber Eats went way too far. Like They stretched that. I, I, It's hard to make that connection. You can forget everything else, but not Uber Eats. But why are these people forgetting everything else, I guess, is the, kind of the question. Uh, the, the Beckhams doing their Uber Eats ad was really funny because they... I think they are convincing as a couple who doesn't know that the Super Bowl is American football and and doesn't have any idea about the sports because they're so immersed in their own football, which has been their life for years. So that one was a little more convincing than Jennifer Aniston forgetting the guy that she smooched for <laughs> for years on Friends. <laughs> anyway, so that I didn't like. I love the fact that they had a bunch of stars for Uber Eats, but I didn't really think the connection made its point or landed. The funny ad, the one that uh, I enjoyed the most and actually laughed at, the E-Trade babies, they're always good, right? And they're playing pickleball and they're explaining pickleball and they're trash talking the adults who are on the other side of the net. What was it? It's tennis for babies. right? <laughs> it's it's actually tennis for babies. Anyway, the E-Trade babies, they're great. They're toddlers now, I guess. So uh, those, those two are funny. And then the one that the two that made me nostalgic The Budweiser Clydesdales were back for what I think is now their 47th Super Bowl. So of the 58, they've done 47 of them with the dog who led them through the snow. And also, I really, I'll just admit, I teared up because I I really love the young ice skater who was performing and her grandfather couldn't make it because he's in a wheelchair. And so her dad drove her. It was a Kia ad. Her dad drove her in their Kia through the snow to get to their grandfather's house where they were able to create a bit of an ice rink because it was cold and it was winter. And she performed her routine right there on the rink, the the makeshift rink in front of her grandfather's home while he was looking through the window. So that was a really emotional one. I liked that one as well. What were your favorite commercials? And what did you think of Usher and Friends? At the halftime show of Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. He was Vegas worthy. Let's be honest. He was Vegas worthy. By the way, speaking of Vegas shows, did you guys see or hear about how Jason Kelsey went to see Adele on Friday night? So Adele 
And I was walking around the strip with Bob on Friday, and we saw the signs for Adele. Weekends with Adele. I think it was Caesar's Palace. Pretty sure it was Caesar's Palace. So she does weekends there. Jason Kelsey went to the show because he was in town all weekend, and apparently she asked the question of who are you rooting for? Niners, Chiefs, or maybe who's going to win, something like that. And Kelsey yells out, Eagles, like as loud as he can. And apparently Adele took exception to that and didn't love it. And while Kelsey wasn't identified, meaning they didn't show him or there were no photos of him, he's he's, uh, confirmed that it was his voice that was yelling Eagles. (laughs) Like a heckler at an Adele show. (laughs) That's funny. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, Blake says on Twitter that Ice Spice is a new artist. Oh, I thought she was part of the Spice Girls. I guess she would be older if she's part of the Spice Girls. Is she a baby Spice? She's a she's the daughter of a Spice Girl. I'm not that familiar with her work, to be no, honest. No, I've honestly never heard of her before. So please forgive me for not knowing who Ice Spice is. Apparently, she's new, though, according to Blake. So not Baby Spice? <laughs> not... Different different Spice? Right, not related to the Spice Posh Girls. Spice. Not Pish. No. That was Victoria Beckham, right? Yeah, oh, it's right, not, it's not right. Beckham's long-lost <laughs> daughter. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Joe says it's got to be the Tua Creed commercial. Oh, I like that one, too, but I forgot what they were hawking. Paramount Plus. Oh, that's right. That's right. I only know that because Hey Arnold was in it, who's my favorite TV character of all time. So, oh, yeah. yeah. He's the one that got chucked. He got chucked. He's football no, head. We're not chucking the kid. No one's throwing the kid. Of course. It didn't work. Right. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. So on Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, our phone number 855 212 4227. That's 855 212 4CBS. Travis, you have Jason Kelsey? Oh, okay. Do we have any chief fans here tonight? Yeah. Do we have any putting on fans here tonight? <laughs> Oh, sorry, Chiefs, you're outnumbered tonight, aren't you? Crikey. But don't worry, this is the big loving, loving show, so you're going to get on. Eagle! Do we have, what did you say? <laughs> Super Bowl, what did you say? You sound drunk and like you're a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not inaccurate. <laughs> so did he film himself doing that? I don't know. This is just a video I found on Twitter. Uh, I think it's just someone else who was at the show just filming and having to catch the encounter of him screaming that on video. So it's there. It's what I tell young people who are getting ready to come into the broadcasting industry. Someone is always filming. Always. Just know that when you decide to be the center of attention or you maybe you think you can get away with it, someone is always filming. And once it's on camera, it never goes away. <laughs> it's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, let's talk to Sean, who's in Kentucky. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, um, thanks. Can you hear me, I guess? I don't know. I sure can. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. And uh, this is the first time I've ever called in. And I've only listened to your show a few times, but I got hooked just because of your laugh. Your laugh just makes me feel so much better, so I appreciate Aww. that. It's genuine. But, um, you know, I, when I, the guy who answered the phone said, you know, what do you want? I just, you know, why does coming in second seem so painful and hurt so bad? You know, what? I don't know what, I forget, Dale Earnhardt said second is just first place loser or something like that. Right. You know, and um, I mean, I'm a nobody, you know, I played high school, college ball or whatever. I can remember coming to second in big things, and it was painful. Um, but it just, you know, I heard your caller call in earlier and said, 
how bad that was going to hurt for, for so long. And I'm a Ravens fan, and I'm thinking, I wonder if they would rather be, you know, the Ravens fan, be in the Super Bowl and come in second, you know. I mean, you cannot take away the hard work and everything that got them to get where they are, San Francisco. So I just, you know, I, I told the guy who answered that San Francisco ought to have their own parade and celebrate how they did and, you know, I mean, I know they're right there. They're right there at the finish line and just, you know, got stopped before the finish line. But uh, it's just a saying that second place has to hurt so bad and minimize uh, the accomplishment of second place. Well, it does. And here's why, Sean. I, I think I truly believe this. I think that coming so close to what you want, coming so close to realizing your dreams, only to recognize that you're even if you're within you know, like striking distance of it, you still can't get there. And then also in sports, the idea is that you have to start all over again, right? You're never going to have the same group of people together, not in pro sports or college, really. You're never going to be guaranteed of getting that close again. And so the fact that, like any human, we have big dreams, we have big ideas, we have plans, we have goals, we have bucket list items. These guys, some of them, like Trent Williams, for instance, waited in, uh, what is he, 35 34, he's in his mid-30s, and it's taken him this long to play in a Super Bowl, right? He's a he's an all-pro. Right, right. He's one of the best at his position. But everything has to come together. The NFL is so competitive. Half the playoff field turns over every year. And so for the Niners, and, and it's becoming more and more painful for the Niners and the fan base because they've come so close multiple times. They had a 10-point hey, lead man. four years ago in the fourth quarter and couldn't hold it. <laughs> and now they finally get back there again and have another opportunity and still... Still, they've come so close multiple times in these last five years. And when they've gotten the Super Bowl, they've just run into a team that's that much better. So I think it's that. For me, I can certainly understand. If you never get close, well, then you think, okay, we, you know, that dream, we we couldn't see it. We couldn't taste it. We couldn't smell it. But when you're right, right, this right, close, right, right. that's why it hurts so much. Right. And when you come in so far behind, you know, there aren't the expectations of, you know, I could get that, the you know, that big trophy or whatever. And, um yeah, and that's, that's, I mean, it is a good point. And uh, it's just, you know, I hate to minimize people in second. Because I, I, I did that myself. And like I said, I'm a nobody, you know. But I came in second in the Ironman to qualify for the Hawaii Ironman. Ooh. You had to have, you know, had to be first. And, um, I, I mean, I just was so depressed forever. And then finally, you know, I did something a lot of people couldn't do. Right. You know. And, um, but anyway, I just. I love your show, and I love your genuine laugh. It just makes me feel good inside. <laughs> oh, so, uh, I'm glad right. to hear that. Thank you, Sean. Go Ravens, Go Ravens for next year. Uh, all Thank right. You. Well, that's that's another one, right? The Ravens, that everything seemingly come together for them this year. They were able to host the Chiefs on their own field. Lamar Jackson, obviously the MVP. Um, but the defense was one of the stingiest in the league, and still. Right, like they hold the Chiefs scoreless in the second half of the AFC Championship and still can't beat them. I mean, it's it's got to be frustrating for these other teams that run into the Chiefs, regardless of whether they're at home or away, whether you think they've had a really down year offensively, there's always the potential. And yeah, I think that's why it's so painful, is to come so close to the point where it's almost within your grasp and then it's ripped away. That's the part. I think we... We naturally have expectations as humans. And to have a 10-point lead in a Super Bowl is a big deal. How about the Lions? A 17-point lead at halftime against the Niners. And 
They came so close to getting to their first Super Bowl, and all the years of disappointment are then compounded, and it feels all too familiar when you don't win. You're back in the dumpers again. Right? Emily is listening in San Diego and told producer Jay she's a Chiefs fan. Emily, how you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling excellent. Uh, <laughs> I took off from work, enjoyed the game. I was, I was so, I wasn't surprised because at the first, the first day the Chiefs uh, played, even though they lost, I knew they were going to be in, win the Super Bowl. I knew they just, they just have that kind of spirit. They uh, they don't give up, and uh, they had a hard time of it this year um, with their offense, but it kind of clicked all of a sudden, and the last four games, um, they really showed who they were, so I was, I was really excited. I wanted to ask you, uh, Amy, the, the commercial, they had all the, the bird teams, flying around. Did you yeah, see that one? I did the YouTube TV one. Yeah, and they were all the they were all uh like the Hawks and the uh right, the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. yeah, and that was really a killer uh commercial. <laughs> well, they actually YouTube TV had a couple of them. One was kind of a nostalgic look back at the season that was, you know, we're already missing yeah. you, see you next year. And then yes, the one with the birds migrating away. But I didn't understand why the Vikings were in that commercial. Do the Vikings fly? Like they were the, the Minnesota was in there too. That's the only one that I didn't really get. It was like why were the Vikings part of it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see that, but I, when I, when I, uh, I looked away for a second and I turned around, I just saw all these uh, football players flying all around, and I thought that was a kick in the pants. Yeah, you know, it was unique. You know, for for all these, um, there was so much hype and like haters and stuff like that because I listened to talk radio like eleven hours a day because I, I drive for Uber. Nice <laughs> and and. Um, there were so many people that, um, for the, uh, the different, uh, uh, sports radio talk show people that had, and it was so intense near the end that I can understand why this hit everybody really hard mm-hmm. and they just, you know, and I, and I can understand that, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it feels like to be so down in the dumps and so low about the team. But I know that that young gentleman who called, you know, had a ho- open heart. And um, there's a lot more people out there that feel that same exact way. That's and true. Uh, I, I, my heart goes out to them. And uh, but. You know, um, it was all, uh, I'll just tell you one more thing. It was all on the flip of a coin. That is something last year that I realized. Every time the coin flip uh, was going the Chiefs' way, they would defer and they would win the game. And that's exactly (laughs) what happened this Super Bowl. They won 
the coin toss. And at that point, I knew they were going to win. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, there are all kinds of numbers and science about what, I mean, that's just straight odds. It's It can't be that way every time. Um, but in this particular case, it was, although there was another coin flip for the overtime as well, which they did not win. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for your phone call. Congratulations okay. to you as a member of the Chiefs Nation. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Be safe. 855-212-4227. Running a little bit late, actually. Um, but seeing all of your reaction on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or our show Twitter after our CBS, and also our Facebook page, I have a major beef with CBS, and I mean a major beef with the parent network and the host of Super Bowl 58, which I will get to. Harg. It's after our CBS Sports Radio. You- You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Let's have it out right now. I am not happy at all with the lack of attention and coverage the Air Force Thunderbirds got for their flyover. I get it. It was a domed stadium. The people inside Allegiant Stadium weren't going to be able to see the Thunderbirds, but they could certainly hear them at the end of Reba's national anthem. And that means we were the ones that were supposed to be able to enjoy this flyover to the fullest. But that's not what happened. For those of you who listened to our shows from Vegas last week, you know that I sat down with the lead pilot, Commander Nathan Malafa, and his left wing, Zachary Taylor. They were one and two in the formation. I was all excited. We talked about training. 
which they were doing every morning right over the Luxor. We talked about timing and teamwork. It's 165 people that get that flyover ready and in the air, not just the six pilots. It's 165 people on their team. We even talked about Top Gun Maverick. We were so excited to see the flyover at the end of the national anthem. They told us how it would work out, how they would know when it was the right time, how long they'd be in the air, what the communication was like. CBS flubbed it. By the time they cut away from Reba to the flyover, the Thunderbirds were already over the stadium and and essentially passed it. The, The flyover was done. And they never even mentioned, unless I missed it, I don't think they ever mentioned it was the Thunderbirds. It was their cutaways they went to commercial. I get that Reba was finishing up and they wanted to keep the camera on Reba, but you can do a split screen. You can have Reba inside the stadium and the flyover from beyond the stadium as it approaches. That's classic. It's one of those moments that gives people chills. Reba did a great job. She nailed the national anthem, and I believe it was the under. I don't don't quote me though, because it seemed quick, but sometimes I lose track of time when I'm listening to the national anthem. But yeah, I was so mad that the, the only footage we got, the only coverage of the flyover were these few seconds as they were essentially over the stadium and passed. Boo. Jay feels the same way. We couldn't wait. We talked about it on the show. I told my family and friends. Oh, but Jay loves Google and he's great at the search engine. And he just told me he found good video of the flyover courtesy of W, nope, not WK, meaning it's west of the Mississippi, KTNV, Channel 13, Las Vegas. He is going to retweet it on our show account after our CBS. I need to go watch it. I meant to, but I just got so busy during the game that I didn't have a chance. But if you missed that conversation with Commander Malafa and his left wing, Taylor, they were our guests on Radio Row on Wednesday, and it was, along with Bobby Flay, one of the, the highlights of the week, the best interviews of the week. They were a lot of fun. They take you behind the scenes with the Thunderbirds. And I know the flyover is done, but this is this is what they do. It's what they train for. It's part of their job is to do flyovers at big events. And they talked about the adrenaline and how much excitement it was for them as a team as well. I could be wrong, but I'm I felt like I didn't even hear the CBS. I didn't hear Jim Nance even say that the Air Force Thunderbirds did the flyover. It was they showed it and they and it went to the commercial or whatever just as, just as quick because I remember I was watching with my dad and I was like, "Oh, like we know these guys. We had them on. Like check it out. This is awesome. Like we like the guy leading it and his left wing and then before he can even look up and it was on, it was over. It was over. It was, it was and they went right it. to commercial yeah. I think after so. that. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, did you notice that CBS had some issues? A couple of times they started a commercial or a, a liner, as we call it, meaning someone was talking over whatever footage they had going on and they had to cut away from it. So a couple of times they had to drop audio or Jim Nance was in the middle of a read and they had to cut out of that. I mean, they, they, it seemed like they had some major timing issues. I, they, a couple of times... They were in the wrong place with their cameras and something else was going on. Yeah, so it did seem like they, I don't know if they had a new director, new producers. Tony Romo was singing the songs to the bump out music. Yeah, Yeah, there were some funny moments there where I wondered if there was yelling and screaming and stress going on. But for, for what, and I said this even to Bob on Sunday afternoon, for what I cared most about the flyover to have so... Little coverage. I mean, like two seconds, maybe. And I don't even think it was that long. And to not get identified, to not hail or celebrate that moment. Yeah, it bothered me. But I suppose for those people inside the stadium, you don't care. You still got to hear it. But we didn't get to see it. The timing was way off. I mean, you could at least show them as much as a Taylor Swift moment. <laughs> All right, on Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page too, commercials, halftime. Actually, it's re airing right now on NFL Network. They started the game from the beginning. The broadcast on CBS immediately went to NFL Network. So they're at halftime. It's 10 to 3. We're going to get to all the big moments coming up here. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Best. First and 10, 49ers at the 29. Now he goes right side, does McCaffrey. This time the Chiefs, now the ball comes out late. The ball comes out late. Kansas City pounces on the football. And it's recovered by George Karloftis. Are they going to rule him down by contact? It's a recovery by Kansas City. They now have Pacheco as the lone back. Mahomes goes under center. And it's a counter run coming left with Gray, the tight end to block. Well played by the Niners. Ball 
on the ball. The Niners got it back. What a play there by Diamador Lenore to force that back inside. The Niners cause the fumble, and the Grave Digger comes away with the football. Sunday, 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 the Super Sunday. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. What a great nickname, the Grave Digger. You hear both of the star running backs cough up the football in the first half of Super Bowl 58. Christian McCaffrey, he was uh, disconsolate, as you can imagine. Uh, And that was on the opening drive for the Niners. The call with Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. And after that, on the heels of Mahomes finally opening up the offense with a 52-yard bomb up the right side to Nicole Hardman. Isaiah Pacheco fumbles on the next play, and that's Greg Papa and Tim Ryan on Niners Radio. (laughs) It definitely was a super Sunday. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers have been in this position before. Up double figures on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Second and 10, Niners up 3 nothing. Purdy going to throw a double pass. Back to Juwan Jennings. A throwback across the field to McCaffrey. He's got it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! CMC enter the Dragon, baby! Six points on a trick play. This was right after the Niners lost Dre Greenlaw to what we now know is a torn Achilles. So it sucks for him. He's liable to be out for a good portion of next year, if not the whole season. And so that was about nine and a half to go in the second quarter when Dre got hurt. But the Chiefs defense, or excuse me, the Niners defense forces a three and out by Kansas City. uh, And the San Francisco 49ers are moving the ball at this point. They get to the 21, and it's a trick play. It's Brock Purdy who laterals to Juwan Jennings, who waits, and he waits, and he looks like he's going to get clobbered. (laughs) People are getting nervous, and he draws the defense to him only to pass it back across the field to Christian McCaffrey, who cut right through what was the only line of defense. It was just a couple of guys there for the Chiefs, and the end of the end zone for the touchdown and the 10-0 lead. And even though the Niners did end up losing this game, it was quite a performance for Juwan Jennings. And yeah, pretty impressed with his own TD pass. To make that uh, play, uh, I just think about my uh, quarterback coach from high school. I know he's so proud right now. Um, and, man, uh, I thought I thought we were going to win it, man. Yeah, no doubt. That trick play, it worked to perfection. Now, Kansas City responded right before half with a 13-play drive, but had to settle for a field goal because Patrick Mahomes was sacked by Eric Armstead. Now, you may have heard Jim Nance mention on the broadcast that no team that had ever failed to score in the first half of a Super Bowl had ever come back to win. I think the number was 0-13, but don't quote me on that. A lot of numbers in my brain. The Chiefs managed to score. And it was really interesting, too, because Harrison Butker is kicking this long field goal, and there were kind of these throwback moments or these images of last year when he kicked the game winner against the Eagles. But he's been in this situation a ton, obviously. Uh, I had a new follower on Twitter mention that right after we started the show, is that Harrison Butker is the real MVP. Well, we had two longest field goals in Super Bowl history in the first half. The rookie Jake Moody had a 55-yarder, and then you had the 57-yarder for... Butker that gets them on the board before the break. 
But, man, there was not a lot to love about the offense. Each quarterback had 123 passing yards in the first half. I mean, they were completing passes at a a nice percentage, but not getting deep downfield. So think about it. Mahomes is 123 yards, and almost half of it comes on one play to meet Cole Hardman. So there wasn't a lot of room for them to run the ball either team. The defenses were definitely stuffing the run. And the Niners were dominating the line of scrimmage in the first half. They were combined... Four for 11 on third down, and the Niners never even made it into the red zone in the first half. Uh, The Chiefs were 0-2. It was a disastrous start to the second half for Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes floats a ball over the head of his target. Actually, it was kind of in between targets, so over the head of Kelsey, short of the back or the deep wide receiver, and it was intercepted by Jair Brown, who is a rookie. But once again, following a turnover, all three turnovers to that point, the team then punts right after. So there are no points off turnovers. And then we go into this kind of log jam, if you will, in the third quarter where it's three consecutive three and outs by San Francisco and Kansas City is not really able to find a ton of movement until late in that quarter. And it's a pair of runs by Patrick Mahomes. He has a third down scramble to pull defenders across the line. So he actually gets greeted by a couple of Niners defenders two yards shy of the first down marker. But he puts his head down and he drives forward and he gets across the line. He drags them with him. And then what do we know about late in the game? This seems to happen where whether it's a design run, which is actually relatively rare, or whether it's him scrambling, he's got his eyes up. He's got great instincts, and when a hole opens up, he does not hesitate. He's fearless when it comes to that. Not a speedster, not Lamar Jackson. He's not going to juke you most of the time, but he will look for those opportunities. And he goes around the right guard. This was a design run. Around the right guard for a 22-yarder, and Harrison Butker kicks another field goal. Actually, that might have been the longest one in Super Bowl history. There were a lot of field goals in this game. Uh, So you get this kind of ebb and flow, but really the momentum was, it was curtailed so quickly. So you'd see a couple of impressive plays by the offenses only to kind of see that momentum snuffed out. So the, the muffed punt really is kind of the turning point because Kansas City has just punted in the, late in the third quarter, right? The ball hits off the back of a player's foot. And so it's not actually the punter who muffs it. It turns into a live ball when it glances or bounces off the back of a San Francisco player's heel. And that muff is recovered by by Kansas City. And right there, it's instant red zone, and the Chiefs take advantage. Mahomes, fighting for the end zone, wide open, cut, touchdown, Kansas City, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 16 yards on a seam up the numbers, and Kansas City has its first lead of Super Bowl 58. 13-10 on a 16-yarder, and MVS, not one of the top receivers, though he's called on uh, a bunch when Travis Kelsey was not playing his best football during the season. Uh, But as Patrick Mahomes noted, this game, this win for them, a microcosm of their season. Why? Because the offense is disjointed and 
out of rhythm for the first half. There's drop passes. There's missed opportunities. There's turnovers. They really can't seem to get a whole lot going. But what happens? The defense keeps them in it. The defense plays so hard and plays physical enough to match the Niners, match the Ravens, keep them in it. So that finally, late in the game, just like late in the season, when the Chiefs offense settles in and that experience and explosiveness finally surface, the defense has kept them close. I thought that was a great observation for Mahomes postgame. Into the fourth quarter, San Francisco faced a fourth and three, but does not blink. Because George Kittle holds in a catch. He reaches over the line and moves the chains. And then it's Brock Purdy who has the opportunity to put the Niners in the lead, which he does. Juwan Jennings again fires to him over the middle and he bounces off defenders, kind of spins for a 10-yard TD. But this is another turning point, right? Another moment where maybe things could have gone differently for the Niners. So the muffed punt, but also Jake Moody, according to Jay Feely. Sorry, name escaped me for a second. According to Jay Feely, longtime NFL kicker, who does some analysis for CBS in their big games, Jake kicked the point after attempt low. And for that reason, it was blocked. And so instead of being up 17-13, the Niners are up 16-13. And that's where it really started to get good. We'll get into it again after the top of the hour. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 